One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Uh, sorry, I've just eaten a biscuit. Uh, this biscuit. <laughs> a biscuit. Uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. And no, we're not on Talksport. We're on the podcast. I've gone a bit mad. That's that biscuit. You What's in? What's in? What was in it? What was in it? Wow. So, uh, yes. Thanks for downloading us. It's the H&J Daily, the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a, a, a conversation about various things. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had quite a lot of conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some songs for the Arsenal fans for I'm Wayne Hennessy. I'm excited because he's back. He hasn't been on since the World Cup. Who's this? Rugby League. Rugby man. League man came, but that's true. Yeah, he's uh, from the world of fashion. You'll hear that in Rugby League. The two worlds Some collide. He'd never return. That's right. Yeah, but he was kind of forced out of retirement, literally. <laughs> um, and uh, Tim Vickery was on good form, uh, talking all things South American football. So uh, we'll bring you that, including the cursed white shirts of Brazil are back. And Tim hasn't got a problem with it, uh, and he'll explain why. <laughs> to last night's games yeah I just want to talk about the Wayne Hennessy thing there was one thing that caught my eye in it and never, never mind whether they found it whatever they found I didn't agree with that but this bit it said Hennessy said he raised his right arm to attract the attention of the waiter who was called Jordan Bussolini <laughs> It's yeah. so close, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a bit. <laughs> Surely that wasn't it's his not, name. It wasn't Manito Mussolini, <laughs> was it? That would have made it. So he was trying to. I mean, if the bloke had been called Mussolini, <laughs> I, I wasn't doing a Nazi salute. I was trying to attack Mussolini's <laughs> yeah. attention. Do you know? It, it's a real shame that Mel Brooks isn't in the country at the moment because I think he would have enjoyed this story. Incredible. Yeah. Um, anyway, to last night's game. It's German for Chinny Recon. Yeah, but anyway, we move on, Andy. Yeah, we do move on, yeah. and. Uh, Honestly, they <laughs> United, they did self-destruct completely, didn't they? And they just handed that to Barca, and you can't be 2-0 well, down in that, I mean, in what, that way. What I mean, a first the five minutes. Could have been 2-0 yeah, up in five minutes. Up, Completely yeah. different what game. A chance. They came yeah. out the traps. They looked like they were up for it. Yeah. They were getting the ball off of Barcelona, and then... And then Messi the game got involved. Them, you know, like they did against PSG, but, you know, you can't. Ashley Young, the old Cruyff turn on the edge of the box. Fatal mistake. And then yeah. De Gea, I mean, just unbelievable. But there you go. Uh, the referee last night was Felix Brick, known as House in the refereeing. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be, actually. And I was thinking. Well, I've got his book, um, his life story, which mm. it's, it's all there, complete and utter brick. <laughs> It's it's a tremendous <laughs> it's good. a tremendous read. It's a yeah. tremendous read. And uh, it's a bit like um, oh, yeah. the Agent Athol Stills book. I've always <laughs> no, loved that one. Uh, total Athol. That's a that's a fantastic. Honestly, it's a brilliant read. Pick it up if you can. Happy, the no, that's, well, why, that's what it's called, John. It's what the book's called. 
Having a go at me. He couldn't work it out. Anyway, there were two long VAR reviews in the first half, and they added on five minutes, but... I was just thinking, A, are we going to see less football if they don't add on the correct time? Yeah. And I think that you're going to have to have transparent timing of stoppages because I think there will be people saying, well, blow, we had three VAR and you've only added on two minutes. They're going to get all that next season as well. So I thought, Andy, what was important last night was that we saw in both games mm. in Champions League, we saw it working. We saw how it could work on the big screen. Mm. We all saw a moment in a game. As soon as we saw a replay, we all knew that wasn't a penalty. And if the referee had anything about him, which he did because he's got confidence, in himself, yeah, he was about was... look at that again and overturn it. Yeah. In fact, I thought Rakitic should have got a yellow card because he went looking for the leg and he dived yeah. basically. Yeah. So it should have been a yellow card. But then we saw Ziyech who scored that what he thought was Ajax's third mm. goal at the end of the game, which was ruled off for offside correctly. Mm. And on on TV we see the replay. So we see the VAR check going on and we see the replay. And I think we're all in the stadium no, no, and we, we saw the replay. We don't see the replay. I'm sorry, but we don't see the replay. What, on TV? We did not see the replay last night. What they did, UEFA, they didn't show the replay until after the VAR decision was made. I made a note of it here. It's really annoying. And there's absolutely no reason not to show it. And they're putting VAR integrity and the protection of the ref ahead of of entertainment for no reason but the TV the t- so UEFA and you think they're packaging it up that well, if the, if as soon as there, as soon as there was a call for VAR that's it there was no replays until after the decision was made so if you're saying if, if a referee they'll only show it afterwards is that what you're saying that's we, what they did last but, night anyway but even in the stadium if they do that don't you think that would be a, a help rather than just seeing that graphic well, that the says thing VAR that, I think the progress. only thing in the stadium is they're worried about the crowd trying to get onto the referee to try and influence him and, and you know that I can see that's but other aspects but of it, at I home, don't I don't have a problem with Jordi that. Alba, as the referee went to look at the monitor, mm. Jordi Alba goes over at the referee, and I don't know mm. what he's saying to him, like, oh, that's definitely a penalty ref. Well, of course he is. And then we saw a, we saw the Juve uh, players around. There was a, a, a handball towards the end of the mm. game, and they're all crowding around. What's the point? They've yeah. now got cameras. There's absolutely no point. They're just wasting their time, the they players. Are, but it's You're not going to influence yeah. a guy when he's got a second look at it, are no. you? You don't no, really need no, to. Absolutely. But it won't stop players doing it. No, it's, it's an automatic but thing. But I think we have got to get to that stage where we do see, once, even if the incident's run its course, we have got a right, I think, as people of mm. the paying public who go to the games where VAR is in progress and we're seeing it happening, we should have a right to see uh, what's gone on. I think we should. And I, even if we... Even if we uh, even, the people in the stadium, I've said this to you before, it could be like cricket, they can hear what the referee yeah. and the VAR are saying and they don't have to see it and it could be part of it. But at home, we should be part of the whole thing. There's no reason why we shouldn't but see but a why replay. why shouldn't we be in the... I mean, like, I'm, I, what did I do? I, I tweeted you um, last week after the Danny Rose penalty. I said, was it a pen? Because I don't know. No. I'm having to ask friends whether it was a pen or not or watching it on TV okay. that doesn't feel right my ticket was 65 quid and I'm getting half the story <laughs> I know they've got to sort this out there's no question about it um Ajax of course very exciting and David Neres up front I'd love to see him at Watford with Will Hughes one for the teenagers oh, blimey yeah <laughs> the Liver Birds fans <laughs> yep. okay. Neres Hughes yeah so I don't, don't look at them <laughs> he, in there they're about doesn't. 15 I did test him on one this morning to, to what see, old reference it's a T20 birthday spread yeah I tested it to see if he knew it and he did so okay. he's only two, 27 Okay, well, yeah, he's a child. He's a mere child. Uh, he'll take 27. 27. I think rugby league man's up later, is he? Yeah, um, kimonos are big at the moment, and uh, you know he's he's decided mm. to. Uh, I mean, we might. I hope this doesn't mean he's defecting for Union for the World Cup. Oh, that's that's the trouble, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
from TalkSport. Now, I'm looking forward to the 4.35 at Beverly today. We're going to give the result out. That's our, our ongoing commitment. <laughs> yeah. isn't it? No, no, it's the, okay. it's the happy 70th birthday, my special mum, Cathy, handicap. That's nice. It's nice when they do that. that a little is special nice, race. It? Yeah, really, it's good. Really we'll have nice. to do one for you one day, Andy, for, for one of your special yeah. occasions. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, another goalkeeper. It's amazing how um, generally mm. uh, Atletico Madrid managed to hold on to their players uh, and manager constantly. Uh, Jan Oblak, uh, everybody wants a yeah. great goalie and he doesn't let many in, does he? His record is stunning, clean sheet. Sign a new deal, five years. They're so good here, aren't they? No one ever wants... It's like the Hotel California, isn't it? It's a combination between the manager, the stadium, and the money they pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, in fact, it's Madrid. It's a nice place to live, so... Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's 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 top keeper, so we move on. That's good. Um, I might bump into Danny Dyer on my holidays this year. Because uh, he's set to buy a caravan at the Sun Holidays Camp where you can have a holiday for £9.50. You've always wanted me to go on that. I've I've always thought there's a TV documentary (laughs) in you going on a £9 caravan holiday because you are a terrible snob. (laughs) And I think you'd you'd struggle a bit, really. I'd I'd like to go with you and then drag you into uncomfortable (laughs) situations. I think it might be fun. I've got a T20 birthday spread yeah. for you, but I'll give Bill a bit of a mm. bit of notice. Pele, are you ready with Pele? He's always there, Pele, and it's so good yeah, to see him out. Get well soon, Pele. He's on the mend. We'll find out in a minute. Mm. So it's very, uh, very happy birthday to the musician and composer. Oh yeah, Jan Hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan Hammer. Oh, I better give you a uh, spread. I think you probably know Jan quite well. I think you'll be within eight. I used to drink with him. No, I didn't really, of course. I never met him. <laughs> well, I know him. I know, I know him. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, him pretty no. well because he was in our five-a-side team last oh, yeah. year when we won the league. But sadly, he's not available uh, this year. We'd win it again if I had a hammer. <laughs> That's a bad one for the Trini Lopez fans. I just I tested on uh, yeah, the yeah. producer earlier. Have you heard that song before? He has. Yeah, he yeah, has heard it. <laughs> but they come out to Herb Albert's song, so he, he keeps in touch with that sort of era, doesn't he, at talking? <laughs> How old is he, Jan Hammer? He's probably older than uh, I'd imagine. I'd say he's probably in his... What is he, about 72 now, Jan? Oh, very good. He's 71. He? You're back on form. Tremendous. Good uh, to see that. Keyboard player he is, oh, uh, yeah. Jan Hammer. Yeah, no, Billy Cobham, people like that sort oh, of era. Yeah, tremen- tremendous. Late 70s. So the, the woman who created <laughs> Call the Midwife has admitted there's a list of actors who have begged to be in the show. Oh, right, yeah. They've written and they've had... They're completely unsuitable, but they want to be... I imagine it's a nice gig, isn't yeah. it? Nice, friendly... They include craft. The Rock, Danny DeVito and Vinnie Jones. <laughs> no, I made that up the last bit. <laughs> I'd love to see Vinnie and Call the Midwife. Call the Midwife a... <laughs> yeah, that's what I called. I called the Midwife a... Right! Yeah, you can hear it, couldn't you? Yeah, really, yeah. Who would you come up with? Danny DeVito would be good, wouldn't it? I well, think he'd give it a lift. Yeah. Well, you think so, yeah. Yeah, he'd be a doctor. He's, he's quite, he's got, he can do a comic turn. He's got a lightness of touch. <laughs> well, it's not really yeah. cool. Call the Midwife doesn't call for there'd a lightness be a, of touch. There'd have to be a series of pyrotechnic <laughs> explosions. I've never watched Call the Midwife, so I can't throw in oh, any knowledgeable... Well, it's quite... I mean, it's, it's a wonderful programme, I gather. Not that I've particularly seen it, but I know people who love it, like it, love it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of fairly, fairly grim fair. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, um, Jeff Peters wants to play um, the Jan Hammer birthday spread game. How does he? Because he, he knew Jan as well. <laughs> oh, he I said see, he okay. knew him when he had a business with the former <laughs> Sheffield United and Leeds midfielder Michael Tong. 
What do they call the business, Jeff? You don't say. No idea. Yeah, that's uh, they're both both good gags. Well done. Thank All you, the Jeff. papers have got uh, worker Maria Constantinescu. Constantinescu, sorry. <laughs> Was uh, it Istanbul? Or is it Constantinescu? It's Constantinescu. Okay. Uh, who works at a... Now that's uh, a great... Look, you could, now, if it was her birthday, yeah. um, and you, you basically, you went out one night, and you saw... What's her first name? Maria. If you he said, I went out, and uh, it, was, I, it was... I thought I saw uh, Maria Constantinescu. <laughs> but, of course, it wasn't. It was the former uh, QPR in England genius. Um, and so it was... It's Stan Bowles, not Constantinescu. You with me? <laughs> No, it's Stan Bowles. It's not Constantine. Not Constantine. That, is, that is worthy of Frank Muir and Dennis Norton. Oh, there we are. Well, they were brilliant, so there we are. <laughs> there we Keep go. going, then. Anyway, she works at a uh, nursery in uh, Spalding in Lynx, and there's a picture of her. They've all got it. It's a great photo. Surrounded by flowers. But you think, she definitely doesn't suffer from hay fever. No, she doesn't. <laughs> it's good that you, you, you thought that. Well, I did like to think these things. Yeah. And, um, and uh, once again, there's a sort of story about we all love bacon, don't we, and sausages? We all love bacon. Well, we do. You know, people like a bacon sandwich. And not, not all every, people. Not everybody. <laughs> but the timing of that announcement, <laughs> considering that <laughs> veganism is on the rise, we all love... Andy Jacobs' new programme, we all love bacon. Well, we don't, no, no, we, we don't, don't all, Andy. That doesn't stand any... A lot of us. Doesn't stand a any lot scrutiny. of people enjoy well, a bacon to sandwich. To be honest, I don't think you should be shouting from the rooftops <laughs> about your love of bacon. <laughs> I can. Okay. And sausages, which I particularly enjoy. Okay. A but, beef sausage, yeah? Well, possibly. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to get you out of you a hole, mate. No, you don't all. have to get me out of a hole. Fair I mean, it's, it's, I'm, you know, you know, everyone knows I'm fairly secular. Yeah. I do like a bacon sandwich. Well, I'm I've sorry. Heard your language. I mean, I think yeah, you'd be difficult but, otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Oxford University uh, Don pr Professor Tim Key has led a study to say it's, it's, I don't know if it's the same one. Sidekick Simon. <laughs> Sidekick yeah, Sidekick he does Simon. more than that. I hate saying that, but that's yeah. what you know him for. He's but it's very, it's very interesting. Man. I mean, June Brown is in EastEnders. Yeah. She's smoked for seventy years she and really? she drinks she drinks guinness she likes wine she likes chocolate right. she's 93 yeah and i guarantee no, she no, yeah well you think i guarantee she lives longer than the bloke from twitter that bloke we were talking about last week who only eats one meal on the on the weekend right okay. till Sunday well i mean if he's only eating one meal a week <laughs> he's, he's not going to last long anyway yeah, he lives he, really? this sort of monk-like nice existence bowl of steam every morning he likes that's right yeah <laughs> hopefully june will get to 100 and she won't say it's all down to porridge and whiskey. Well, yes, it's all down, down to Guinness and fags. But that's not a great advert, is it? No, of course and, and it shouldn't not. be, guys. You know, June has uh, somehow bucked well, the trend. But generally, that's, not, that's not a clean way of living, is no, it, really? It certainly it's, uh, isn't, really. No question yeah. about it. Uh, is that it? Is that you? Well, I think it is, really, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, rugby league man's here. Oh, good. Now, I had no idea, because um, he, he's, you know, if he's not heard rugby league man, he's not been on for about five years, but we've <laughs> finally coaxed him Fine, out He's not time. been on since John's been the producer. Yeah, he's no, Actually, I think the last time he appeared on the show was during the World Cup. Why, is it that long? I, I heard him shouting at the back appalling. of the pub we were in. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's still been out and about on, in, on the fashion circuit, as well as the rugby league circuit. <laughs> That's right. And I had no idea that the kimono is back. Did you? Not till he rang me up and said, I'd like to do a piece today because the kimono is back. Let's find out more. I have an excellent hip lips kimono. Pink silk with a sweet petal pattern that I pop on over anything. I bought it in a vintage shop in San Francisco a few years ago. However, thanks to Gucci, the things are popping up all over. They have a pretty scallop-edged one, knee-length, with a waist tie, an embroidered back, 
lovely over jeans. Or, and this is key, you could masterfully and elegantly take to your bed in either Maid Demoiselle's ruffled floral print or Celia Dragoon's printed satin number. Fantastic, isn't it? Great. That's noise. what I call breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And uh, Gucci. Uh, I didn't know Gucci was in that business, really, Graham Gucci. The name's in the kimono business, yeah, yes, so that's uh, beautiful. And uh, I know somebody will be... 33 on the back. Somebody will be uh, raising a glass of mild uh, tomorrow night, Annie, because I, I had no hmm. idea that our old mate Eddie Hemmings uh, hangs up the microphone on Good Friday... Um, uh, for the game world of rugby league, out. that's right. It's it's. Uh, I had no. I thought he was going to see it through at the end of the season. Me but, too. Uh, I, yeah, I was surprised to hear that this is his last game. It's uh, Wigan Saints. What a way to go out uh, the absolutely. derby. So uh, he's he's been absolutely brilliant, and uh, it'll be missed. And if we can catch up with him tomorrow, uh, we will. If we can try and squeeze in a chat with uh, Eddie, because uh, I've always enjoyed his work. Oh yeah, it's been a great career. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We can't tell, we may not get around to talking cricket. Um, so maybe yeah. we should have a chat about this. And you may have, uh, as you've been hearing, John has been telling you that uh, Joffre Archer has not been called up for the 15 for the uh, World Cup. And, but that's not a major problem. He's still going to be involved in the games against uh, Pakistan. Yeah, so him and Chris Jordan, they've yeah. got a chance to break into the squad. Yeah, and it's a kind of marketing purpose. They have to send out pictures early, you know, and pen pics of players for 
uh, for the World Cup. So that's why they've picked the 15 now. But you've heard a couple of players uh, in the last uh, two days. Uh, one Mark Wood saying, is it morally right that a player gets parachuted in? Could it change the dynamic? Uh, and then um, we Chris heard Wokes. some sort of thing from Chris Wokes saying, does it feel that it's the right thing uh, to do? I don't agree with Wokes here. He's a very good cricketer, but he says here, we've been a tight-knit group for two to three years, played strong cricket and won a lot of series. I wouldn't want to see any of my mates miss out. Well, it's not a private club. That's number one. So it's about England. It's about the best players. And also, players like Denley and players like Tom Curran, they haven't been around for yeah. two or three years. They've, they've just come in in the last series. So... You know, I think it's a bit much. You know, basically, it's, there's a lot of self-interest there. Here. Was there was a little while ago we spoke to somebody who was out of the England uh, side, and Andy caught up with it. Was him. a long time. It ago, was a long fair. time ago, but yeah, there was a little period when it felt very clubby, and if you faced it and mm. fit, you didn't have a chance. And that changed completely, changed as Andy said. But yeah. you do kind of, uh, even Owen Morgan uh, said they said, well, is it fair that uh, Joffrey Archer could come into the mix?" He said, "Fair probably isn't the right word. It probably wouldn't be fair morally, but it's the nature of international sport." But you, you think about it, he uh, Joffrey Archer was born in Barbados, and I know he did play under 19s for the West mm. Indies. Um, but uh, he's got an English father. He's got a UK passport. He has officially qualified uh, for uh, England. And uh, I don't quite see a problem. We have enough sort of South African and Australian ben Stokes in was the dressing room. in New Zealand, room. wasn't he? Yeah. So I, I don't Karen quite was see what Reed, the issue is. Not already in Zimbabwe. And as you said, other players have come into contention. Yeah. That's the nature of cricket. You know, other better players come along. Owen Morgan's Irish. People, yeah, people <laughs> lose out. It's you know, he's a very very good cricketer, and you know, I think if he's available. And you've got to give it a go. Somebody who's that, is that what I think it is? Yeah. Uh, the producer has come in with a small tin box. <laughs> That's wonderfully helpful, um, isn't it? Which is, uh, he said, why don't you have a game of, why don't you have a game of how's that? Well, I'm, well I, I don't know. It could be, because this, this is national radio and I hadn't really prepared for it. But, uh, so, well, uh, we, apparently the technical issues are not being resolved. It's so. back, by oh, the look back. of it. It is looks it? like the screen has returned. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, I was just getting my team together there. Were you really for a game of how's that? So yeah. it looks like we might be backing contention very shortly. But uh, in the meantime, Andy, do, are you have you rung every last drop out of your comedy gold? Well, I don't know. Let's look at their next five games. Yeah, it's exactly next true. five games we coming up. We should pay up. tribute to Les Reed, who has died, because uh, the, the great composer. Yeah, at the age of eighty-three, and two sort of because people big are going to be thinking, songs. why are you bringing up yeah. Les Reed? Um, but because yeah, two iconic uh, songs sung by fans everywhere. Um, he was responsible for. Yeah. Uh, one is Delilah, of course, much loved uh, by, by the, Stoke, the fans. Stoke fans. And the other was the B-side uh, of the Leeds 1972 FA Cup final single. And, and it's uh, Marching On Together. Yeah. And uh, he wrote that. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's not often that the B-side uh, sort of uh, usurps the A-side. And do you remember the A-side? I was singing it to you earlier on. Oh, really? And we play all the way we for Leeds United. Oh, Alan Rock. Remember that yeah, one? I do remember yeah. it now, yeah. 72? Tremendous. Anyway, it stopped me singing. Thank <laughs> goodness. Here's Tim. Must, must be technical problems. You never sing on oh, this no. show. I know. Are we going to do Tim now, are we? Okay, right, we're going to have about 30 seconds with Tim. And, <laughs> and we've we'll done the back. cricket. So that's not what I would have done, but let's not produce on air, eh? Let's catch Tim Vickery now. Hiya, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to have a song in your heart, haven't you? You've got to. Uh, anyway, Tim, uh, let's talk about... The well, talking of songs, you know, before we get on to Tim's list, Ronaldinho, I was reading the other day, is starting a new career as a hip-hop artist. Yeah, OK. Do you know about this, Tim? 
Yeah, it was one of those things where you don't actually need too much actual talent, do you? You don't. You, you can sing worse than than than, than Paul Hawksby and still uh, and still have your name in lights. You probably remember that song, don't that lead song? I was singing slightly out of I tune. I do. Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I, I remember them all. Um, if you had to name, if you if you're saving from a burning French cathedral, one football song from all time, what one's it going to be? Wow, that's a, uh, one football song. Oh, extremely that's, tasteless that's question. Yeah. Good, yeah. you are tasteless. I'm not really. I was more thinking of the question, uh, right? But look, you know, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I Only suppose somebody who lives in another continent could come up with that. It'd have to be, from my point of view, it'd have to be one of the Tottenham ones, wouldn't it? It'd have to be uh, Spurs are on their way to Wembley. I suppose that's the one I'd take to the football's desert island. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you all the way. What about the uh, we're off to Wembley because we beat the Arsenal? Yeah, the no. Arsenal got very, very ratty. I didn't choose that one. I'd, I'd, I'd go more blue as the colour myself. Yeah, well, I think we're all basically yeah. proves how biased we all are. Let's talk uh, about uh, Lionel Messi. I'm sure everybody's been raving about that uh, performance today. What did you make of it, Tim, last night? That that we are just so lucky to be on the planet at the same time as as, as he. And I, I, I never tire of telling people, you know. I remember sitting in a little Colombian hotel room just more than 14 years ago telling you, you know, I think I've discovered gold. Not fool's gold, but real gold. This is wine, women and song and women. And it was Lionel Messi, of course. And it, it's just been absolute, such a privilege to watch it unfold week after week after week after week. When the first goal, he has absolutely no right to score that goal. <laughs> there was nowhere else he look, could put it, was there, than that little It just makes gap. it look mm. so unbelievably easy. And he's just got almost everything, you know. I mean, he's... Uh, and even when he strikes the ball with the right foot, the goalkeeper's so dazzled, he, he, he kind of let, lets it slip in slip in behind <laughs> him. <laughs> you know, f footballing speed is, is not Usain Bolt speed. It's the ability to, to change rhythm suddenly, and, and he does it better than anyone. You know, And at the same time as having all of that, he just sees everything that's going around him all the time. He is an absolute phenomenon. And the sad thing, I suppose it's a kind of metaphor for the passing of time in our lives, but the sad thing is we're, we're now at the stage where one more game is one less game because it ain't going to go on forever, and let's enjoy it while it goes on. It is a pity that the, you know the World Cup thing is there because you know he does stand comparison with Pele and Maradona I think he's probably is the greatest of all is, time is that but a fair point they always say know, that don't you if you haven't won a world yeah. cup you're not a truly no, great but in player in Argentina they say it too yeah uh, I, I think this is this is harsh you know because Maradona had Buruchaga you know, I mean, that, that 86 World Cup where Maradona really hit the heights. And, and let's remember that Maradona did it without the protection that Messi get these, get, gets these days. He did it in an era where the physical development of the game made it difficult for players of his type. And he, the moral courage, or not just moral courage, but the physical courage Maradona showed every time he took the field. Because there were people there trying to put him in hospital. So Messi doesn't get anything like the same protection. But 86, you know, the final... The Germans have come back to 2-2. Let's imagine Germany win that one. That would take some of the shine off the Maradona thing. But he did that one great thing that he did in the final where he was marked very well by Lotto Mateus. The defence-splitting pass that put Budoshaga through on the, on, on the goal, 3-2 winning goal. Imagine that he'd had Gonzalo Higuain instead of Budoshaga 
and Higuain put it wide, as Higuain did in those three consecutive finals, the World Cup in 2014, the Copa America in 2015, the Copa America in 2016. Every time the big chance fell to Higuain and every time he missed it. And that's the main reason that Messi doesn't have a senior international title to his name. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Coutinho's goal celebration, some other stories from the world of South American football. Timmy's going to stick around. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Tim Vickery's with us, uh, and we talked a bit earlier, uh, Lionel Messi. Let's talk about uh, Felipe Coutinho and that uh, goal celebration after he scored their third against United. What was he? Fingers in the ears, Tim. Yeah, and if you can lip read in Portuguese, there was some swearing going on there. Uh, directed, at, I think, at the Barcelona crowd. It takes an angry man to sing an angry song, and uh, I'm going to. I'm fascinated to see how this is going to play out in in Barcelona. Because he has insulted him. <laughs> he really, really insulted him with that, that angry goal celebration. As soon as as soon as he got the ball in, in that, you know, thinking that that's his scene. That, that that that's where he really, really shines. But he hasn't shone enough for, for Barcelona. You 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 kind of wonder how he fits in. And sometimes I, I think they look better with Dembele playing in that front three, especially as Suarez has just lost a little bit of his pace. So and if you want to stretch the opposition, you want to play behind the defensive line, Dembélé, I think, does that better than Coutinho, who likes the ball to feet. Uh, they spent a lot of money on him. You know, they're not going to get all of that back, but I'll be fascinated to see what the climate is like now between the fans and the player because that may be the greatest thing that he's done with his time in Barcelona, but the way that he celebrated and the way that he swore at the crowd might make life difficult for him. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm always fascinated when players do this. I mean, you know, you come in for a lot of money, you don't pay particularly well, you don't really win the fans over, and then when you finally do something good, then you do, then you throw it back in their face. You think, well, that's not really very helpful, is it? That's not going to do you a lot of favours. It was a strange reaction, I agree with you. Yeah, he, he is... I think he's quite a shy character. And if, and if you look at his career, he's often struggled with a step up. And I was one of those. And it's, it was wonderful to be proved wrong. Who, when Liverpool brought it to me, thought, well, I, I can't really see it. You know, because I remember Liverpool picked him up for next to nothing. Because Inter Milan, who'd had a long relationship with him, and ended up just giving up, giving up on him, you know, washing their hands of him. They didn't believe in him anymore. And he found this with the Brazil team as well. He, he, he took a long time to to uh, to bed himself into the side. And in recent times, I think since, since Barcelona have bought him, there's been that debate about him. Is he part of the midfield three or part of the attacking three? And Barcelona bought him originally with the idea of him being an Iniesta replacement in the midfield three. They've given up on that idea totally. Brazil are still trying to stick to that. But I think that's one of the reasons that uh, the World Cup went wrong for Brazil because he isn't really that, that box-to-box figure. I think he's better in the front three. But as I say, I wonder if Barcelona are better with Dembélé rather than Coutinho in the front three, despite the fact that he scored it. He scored a real screamer yesterday. Yeah, now, uh, Brazil as a nation was so traumatised by losing the 1950 World Cup on home soil at the that they they looked at every angle to shake off the disappointment and the, the trauma. One of which was to wear a completely different kit and get rid of the uh, the white shirts and go for yellow and green. Of course, in that infamous competition in the newspaper. But so, what should we read into the fact they're returning to white after all these years? 
uh, influenced in reverse by Amy Winehouse. Could be. Um, but mainly, I think mainly that sportswear manufacturers are garnering the fruit. So now that's, you know, that's what this is mainly about. It's a new kit that's out there that they'll sell worldwide. And it looks great. I think the, the white shirt looks looks great. But it's they're, they're bringing it back. They, they brought Vinicius Jr. back across the Atlantic to, uh, to model it. And they're bringing it back for the Copper America, which kicks off in just under two, uh, two months' time. They'll, they'll certainly be wearing it for the first game against Bolivia and the, the justification here is you know b- because on Brazil the, the first game that they played against the mighty Exeter City in 1914 from then for the next nearly four decades they played in white including the first Copa America that Brazil staged 1919 the first Copa America that they won which had a huge development on the, on the popularization of the game in Brazil so it's an opportunity just to kind of tip your hat a little bit to that centenary so it's a nice little little uh, recognition that there was football in Brazil before they put on the yellow shirt and also it's a chance for for uh, for the manufacturer to make some money yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of this. They do it a lot in American sport. The throwback jersey. I have a weekend where they all wear a very traditional shirt like this. And I'm surprised the manufacturers haven't got onto that here in the Premier League because I think it would be pretty popular. But anyway, it's, it's a good one. Tell us a bit about Silvino because uh, he's, he seems to be making his way uh, in the Brazil national setup. Yeah, he is. Now, can I take you back, Andy, to a painful memory? You think you're in the Champions League final against Barcelona. It's, it's Guardiola's first season. That controversial game at Stamford Bridge when I you thought there. you had 20 penalties for, for handball. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's the, the Iniesta goal right at the end that gets Chelsea through. I, rem- I remember that game vividly. And you look at the bench and Guardiola, it's his first season. And Guardiola is jumping up and down and celebrating like a madman. Who is thinking like a coach? Silvino who uh, is there. It's his last season there at Barcelona. And he's, he's on the substitutes bench. And he's the one with the... He's the calmest head there. And he wanders over to, to Guardiola. And he reminds Guardiola, look, you've still got some substitutions to make. We're now ahead, you know, on away goals. Run down the clock, make a substitution. And I looked at that and I thought, well, Silvino, there's no doubt about it. That is coaching material. And it, it's taken him a little while. And it, when, when, he, when he gave up the game, he's, after Barcelona, he, he had a little spell there with Man City. When he gave up the game, he went back to Brazil and he was assistant coach with a number of teams since the current national team coach took over, Chichi. Silvino has, has, has been on, on, on Brazil's coaching staff and he's an important voice there because he's got top-level European club experience, which the coach doesn't have. Oh, Sil- Silvino, he was, at, uh, he was watching Liverpool-Chelsea at the weekend. Uh, he was watching Ajax yesterday and he's in the stadium for Liverpool again today. I think Roberto Firmino is one of the key things that he's going to be looking at because Brazil are still struggling to, to, uh, to have Firmino as, as their centre-forward. Um, but uh, they're bringing back under-23 football in South America for Olympic qualifiers. That, that, that category has been dead for a while, but it's been brought back, and Silvino will be Brazil's under-23 coach. There's a tournament in Colombia at the start of next year. So it's taken a while, taken perhaps a little bit longer than I imagined when I saw him as more of a coach than Guardiola in that vital minute at Stamford Bridge, but his coaching career is, is, is beginning to blossom, and he's an important voice in, uh, in, in the Brazil structure. Now, uh, fans stoning a, a team coach is not all together unusual in uh, in South America or indeed other parts of the world but uh, this is one of the difference Tim isn't it yeah this is uh, um, fans stoning the, the the coach of their own team and <laughs> it, it, it's me? even more it's even more bizarre because this is Palmeiras Giants in Sao Paulo coached by Luis Felipe Scolari they are the reigning Brazilian champions 
Uh, and uh, they were on their way. This is uh, last Wednesday. They were on their way to a game in the, in the Libertadores, South America's Champions League, which they won 3-0. It's their third win in four games. So there's no doubt about it. They're, they're, they're practically already qualified for the knockout phase. So this is a big, successful team. And they're still getting stoned by their own fans. Why is this? Well, we're just at the end in Brazil of the, of the regional championships, you know, one for each of the states. And, some, and uh, the crime of Palmeiras was after, an, uh, after a nil-nil draw in the semi-finals of, of this local competition, they got eliminated on penalties by their rivals, Sao Paulo. And that was seen as unacceptable. The stadium the next day was just daubed with protests and, and uh, this group of fans stoning their own coach of a successful team. You imagine being the reigning domestic champions and having your, 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 uh, your, your, um, your, your team bus stoned by irate fans. You know, that, that idea of Brazilian footballers so romantic and everyone expressing themselves and no one cares about the results and no one cares about conceding seven that anytime you read that rip it up and start again because it ain't true and they're Brazil is losers, aren't they? yeah they well, it's they a, hate and it's an angry place and, and mm. the football stadiums quite often can be angry environments and don't lose you know and well, one of the reasons that yep. uh that Juninho, the Middlesbrough you know one of the reasons that he loves the club so much is there's that season when they lost two cup finals and got relegated. And in Brazil, they just set fire to his house. You know, but in, in Middlesbrough, they just loved him all the more. Right. Don't lose in Brazil. It's a, it's, it's a cruel yeah. place to lose. Uh, you said ripping up and start again. You love, an, you love an old musical reference. And, uh, of course, it was George Harrison who said all things must pass. But that wasn't true of Pele's kidney stone, which required surgery. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. That's like one of Tim's. I oh, know oh, I did it for him. Oh, it's like a, I'm, like, I'm like a Tim Vickery tribute act. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Well, in that case, the tribute act is much better than the original. Uh, yeah, they, take, if I had a hat, yeah. you're making me wish I had a hat so I could take it off now. <laughs> but but thankfully, you'll have removed it and he's okay. Good old Pele's out of hospital. He says, I'm fine. I'm back on the field, thirsting for new goals. We look forward to that. Cheers, Tim. All the best. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. And uh, we return tomorrow uh, with all sorts of stuff. We'll be bringing the clips of the week and Martin Kellner and a bunch of stuff we'd normally do on Friday as we're not here Friday tomorrow. So we hope you can tune in then. Until then, have a good evening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.